September that has crumbled for the Twins. And three Twins prospects are in the updated top 100 at Baseball America. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, September 26th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, season three, hosting a daily podcast on the Twins, and season four, writing about the Twins at twinsdaily.com. Some shocking numbers behind the Twins' horrific September for you today, and I think might help us going into the offseason as we start to think about what they need and, and what the actual problems are on the roster because there's not clear holes where we don't have a player there. They, ha- they have a lot of spots where somebody could assume that position. They could always get better. They have a lot of places to get better. I think these numbers, because it's been September for the Twins, they came into September with a chance to win the Central, and they've had a terrible September. So looking at those numbers and and looking at what happened here in this month might help us start to think about the winter. Plus, the Twins have three in the top 100, three prospects in the top 100, the updated top 100 at BaseballAmerica.com, and we'll discuss what that means today as well. So the Twins are 7-17 in September, 7-17. The Guardians have won 18 of their last 21 games, so that's... That's quite the contrast there between the two teams. And if you're wondering how Cleveland won the Central, they won the Central in September. They hung around long enough in basically the same spot the Twins were in. The Twins were in first all summer, but you come into September essentially in the same position. And the Guardians took off while the Twins flat out crumbled here in the final month. As a team, and this is this is what I want to highlight here, when we look at the problems in September, yes, they're missing a lot of their guys. We'll get into that. As a team, they're hitting 240 with a 297 on base percentage and slugging 354. As a team, they have 0.8 Fangraphs wins above replacement, which includes defense. That's offensive defense, wins above replacement. 0.8 in the month of September, dead last. That's dead last in the American League. Absolute last in the league and wins above replacement in September. That's below Oakland. That's below Detroit. That's below Kansas City. They have the worst position player group in September, period, in the American League. And, and they're I think they're third worst in Major League Baseball. I think maybe the Rockies and, and the Pirates are below them or the Nationals who are in a complete teardown rebuild. As a team, they have an ERA of 4.69, 0.7 wins above replacement, tied for 24th in Major League Baseball. So this is a full-scale, team-wide collapse. It's, it's the pitching and the offense, and we've seen defensive mistakes as well. A lot of defensive miscues and some errors. What it boils down to for me on the position player side, because coming into this season, we knew, and and I kind of made a point of this throughout the year. I, I, I wanted to make a point of this. This team, the upside in this team is in Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa and their ability to stay healthy and their ability to turn it on in the second half of the season. And the Twins had two goals this year. In my mind, two clear goals. They had a lot of goals, obviously, but they're two clear goals this season. In the regular season, number one, win the Central and get into the playoffs. 
Number two was keep Byron Buxton healthy. Try to keep him healthy enough into that playoff run. Because if you get a month, and we're going to look at Correa's numbers in September, if you get a month like Correa's having from him and Buxton in the end of September and into October, that's where the upside was in this group. So for me, the, the formula for success this year was let's have a let's field a good enough team to win the Central, and then when we get into October, if try to keep Buxton healthy, and if we have Buxton and Correa into October and they're clicking together, we like our chances there. And, and have a good enough rotation. And, and they didn't they didn't fill that hole. You know, we, we've talked at length about how they didn't fill that other frontline rotation spot. But that, that was the goal for them. Those are the two goals this season. Win the Central, keep Buxton healthy into October. Because in September, their best player, Carlos Correa, and you might look at Correa and Buxton as 1A and 1B, Correa's hitting 366 with a 422 on base percentage, slugging 634. That's an OPS of 1,056. Six home runs and 16 runs driven in. This is how they drew it up. This is what they were excited about, what I was excited about, what Twins fans were excited about when the team signed Carlos Correa. It was, he's he's going to turn it on when it matters. And I think throughout the summer, you know, at the halfway mark at the All-Star game, one of my big storylines for the second half was, Correa turning it on and he did unfortunately the the rest of the team crumbled and and the team is out of the race but this is the excitement this is where it was if Correa does this and and he's doing it he's done it every day basically in September into October which he's done before he's done it before in his career the upside there is is massive he can carry you he can carry an offense he needs still needs help he still needs the other best players on the team so the best players going into September on the season these these have been their best players. Arise, Correa, Buxton, Polanco, Miranda, and Gordon. I would say those are their six best hitters this season. Correa crushing, doing an amazing job at the plate. Luis Arise hitting 286, but that's this is a good example of why batting average is not just you stand alone. Oh, he's hitting 286 in September. No, he's got a 302 on base percentage. He's barely getting on base in 30% of his plate appearances, and he's hitting for no power when earlier this season for much of the season, was hitting for moderate power, a decent power, hitting for none. He's slugging 357, OPS is at 659, and here's another number for you. Three runs driven in in September. Three runs driven in for Luis Arais. So he's obviously dinged up. I've said that. I've I've made that a point, and I actually think, you know, there have been times in this September where he probably shouldn't be playing. He's dinged up, and he hasn't been the same guy in the second half, flat out. Their fourth best player is Jorge Polanco, and he's played zero games in September. Their fifth best player is Jose Miranda, and he's hit 263, decent, you know, 333 on base, but he's slugging 390. The power is gone in September. Two home runs, eight runs driven in. Nick Gordon's had a good September, hitting 275, OPS at 776, three homers, 13 runs driven in. But you understand my point here. They're, they're six best hitters. Two of them have not played a single game in September in Buxton and Polanco. One of them has really slowed down in Luis Arise. Another, Jose Miranda, is hitting for no power and not driving in runs like he was when he first came up. You have Correa crushing, and then Nick, Nick Gordon's doing what he's done all year, but that's not enough from your six best players. That's not enough, and it kind of highlights the offensive problems. It's not just those six, though. It goes beyond them, the depth and the upside players on this roster and then the pitching staff and what we can learn from the staff in September as we look toward the offseason. After this word from Bet Online, 
Football's back. College football, the NFL is back, and BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, the MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today at betonline.net. You can use your mobile device to learn more. You can use your mobile device or you can go to the desktop, whatever you prefer at betonline. Betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. BetOnline is where the game starts again. For football, anything you're looking for, lines, odds, info, it's all there betonline.net betonline.net is where the game starts the depth pieces in the offense as well beyond the six best hitters this year trevor larnick has played zero games in september alex kirloff has played zero games in september ryan jeffers has played zero games in september kyle garlic went five for 37 with five singles 17 strikeouts and no walks to this point in september that that highlights everything you know not enough from your best players clearly and nothing from your depth pieces and your bench. Like you're getting nothing from those guys. There it is offensively. I mean, the numbers are are shockingly bad, but that's there's there's reason for that. There you look beyond that, there's just the surface numbers at, at guys individually, and you understand why this is happening. The pitchers, I know they have a team ERA of 469. I think that's inflated by some innings that have exploded, games they already lost that that the offense couldn't score and the pitching staff just kind of bled out at the end of the game. But Sonny Gray, four starts, 332 ERA, opponent's OPS at 696. Joe Ryan, four starts, a very good September for Joe Ryan at a 278 ERA, opponent's OPS at 453. So Joe Ryan's been excellent. Uh, Sonny Gray is hurt now but was good in his four starts. Tyler Malley, one start, two innings, four earned runs. So that's ugly. You looked at those big three after the trade deadline. Gray, Ryan, Malley is our game one, two, and three starters in whatever order. And uh, Malley gave you nothing in September. He's hurt. Yoan Duran, 10 innings, buck 80 ERA. He's doing what he's done all year. And then Jorge Lopez, your big uh, bullpen acquisition at the deadline, seven and two-thirds, 939 ERA, opponent's OPS at 986. Theobar's been great. Duran's been great. Sonny Gray solid. Joe Ryan's been great. So there's a lot better signs on the pitching side in September. Overall, banged up like the position player side, but not insurmountable like the position player side. It's not like, oh, that's obvious, you know, why this team has collapsed. I think the reason this team has collapsed in September, the main reason is the offense. They just, they're not scoring. And I said coming into the season, I've said throughout the year, this is a this is a team that's built to score runs. They're not going to win a lot of games where they own, where they score three runs or four runs even. That's not how they're built, and they weren't built as a complete team. It's been an incomplete team for much of the year on the pitching side. So that that's why that's their identity. But it's also because they had Correa, Buxton, Polanco, Arise, Miranda, Gordon. They have a lot of good hitters. That's why it's their identity. And if you're not going to score when that's your identity, if you don't play to what makes you good, you're not going to win. And they haven't at all in September and they haven't won. They're seven and 17. There's more on the horizon. The twins have three position player prospects in the top 100 at baseball. America Brooks Lee came in at 37. Royce Lewis came in at 54 and Emmanuel Rodriguez came in 
at 80. I got some replies today wondering why the Twins only have three. Why do they only have three? Well, Spencer Steer is in the 90s. That would have been four. And then the Twins have also graduated, you know, Miranda and Duran and Winder and Ryan. They've graduated a lot of guys since, you know, even September of last year. Griffin Jacks, they've graduated quite a few guys. I'm not all of those guys would be in the top 100. It probably only would have been Miranda, maybe Winder, maybe uh, Duran, maybe he's still a reliever. So there's less value there, but they graduated guys. And for Miranda specifically, who would have been in the top 100, like had he still had prospect status, he has six full years of team control beyond this season. So he has the same amount of team control, you know, on the surface as a Brooks Lee or as a Royce Lewis or as somebody else, he's got the same amount of team control. The difference is you can call up Brooks Lee like they called up Miranda this year and get six and a half years of team control on him. So he's got a half step less team control, but six full seasons, just like everybody else. So he's one of the you know better young players in the organization, probably the best young position player in the organization. You could argue it's Lee. You could argue it's Lewis, but that's just a, that's an example of why looking at prospects lists, it's not always the best way to, to, view organizational health in a minor league system because guys graduate and they're still young and they still have a lot of team control. They're just on the major league roster. And in many cases, you should feel better about guys already on the roster, already hitting, already producing. I think for Miranda, the upside is lower because defensively, he hasn't been good at first base. And I don't know if the Twins trust him at third. I don't know if I trust him at third. So where's he going to play? Is he a DH? Is he going to hit enough to be a DH? That's why Miranda's upside is a little bit lower than someone like Lee or someone like Lewis or Emmanuel Rodriguez. Those are upside guys. And Lee has a high floor as well. I think Lee is the highest floor among the three because Lewis has had two ACL surgeries. Emmanuel Rodriguez is 19 at low A. And what he's doing has been incredible. But Lee with his hit tool, he's a switch hitter. He's a advanced peer college bat, crushed at Cal Poly, crushed in the Cape Cod League. There's a reason he's a top 40 prospect in baseball. It is a big question, like, is he going to be ready next year? And we kind of went over this last week. I think, yes, he's going to be in the plants in 2023. And as you see these these lists kind of come out, Baseball America, Baseball Prospectus, MLB Pipeline, Brooks Lee is consistently going to be a consensus top 50 prospect. It's nice to see that Royce Lewis remains in that range at 54 at Baseball America. That's, that's great to see for him. And Emmanuel Rodriguez, we haven't talked about Emmanuel very much, Erod this summer because he tore his meniscus and he's been out for basically all season, but incredible. The walk rate, you know, the power that he's showing as a 19 year old and and baseball perspectives, they actually wrote an article today. Can't remember who wrote it. I apologize, but they said Emmanuel Rodriguez is a potential five tool center fielder. That's, that's his upside a five tool center fielder. He's 19 and destroying a ball. So they have, Higher upside prospects in the top 100 in Lewis. Of course, we saw what Royce can do. And then Erod as well. I think Lee has a higher floor, but it is interesting to see three and none in the top 35. Lee is the highest at 37. I think this system has, has thrived more on its depth in recent seasons than top end talent. I think that's true. The difference is your top end, none of their top end talent has been able to stay healthy. Like if you look at their top five prospects, I guess you could, you could put Duran into that, but I would have said, you know, their top five prospects last year, maybe Cantorino breaks that top five, but their top five prospects to me were Lewis, Kirilov, Larnick, maybe Duran, Winder. 
that's probably your group. Balazovic is, is probably six. And Balazovic has been hurt and terrible at AAA. You know, Winder, shoulder problem, not very good in the majors. Duran's been excellent. Lewis, two ACL surgeries. Kirilov, myriad wrist problems, right? So they're top five prospects unable to stay healthy in a lot of these seasons. You can go back to Sano and Buxton. You can go back to Maurer and Morneau, unable to stay healthy. It goes back much further than just this year. And I just hope there's this, there's going to be a time when they have top prospects, legitimate top 30 to 50 or even 10, like Alex Kirloff was like 15. Royce Lewis has been a top 10 prospect in, in baseball. Guys like that, I just, I hope that we have a group that is able to stay relatively healthy. And I'm reading about Brooks Lee today and my stomach just dropped because I'm reading about him at Baseball America. His biggest questions, defensive home and his ability to stay healthy because he's had health problems already in his young career. And I'm just thinking, here we go again. And I just hope there's there's a day where there's a top prospect and they have a, a relatively healthy track to the majors. Hopefully that's the case for Brooks Lee. Hopefully that's the case for Emmanuel Rodriguez. But to me, for Erod, among the three, I think who has the best chance to be a top 15, top 10 prospect in baseball, it's definitely Erod just because he's the youngest and he has the longest path to the majors. And Lee's probably going to be here and graduate prospect status at the end of 2023 and Royce will as well. But Erod and his upside, I don't think the Twins have had a prospect with this sort of upside in a long time. Like you could go back to Buxton. And he's not a Buxton-level prospect. Byron was the best prospect in, in the world. But Emmanuel Rodriguez has more upside, I think, than any prospect they've had in a long time. Because so many guys, like Kirilov and Larnick and even Lewis, like Lewis has high upside too. And, and he's in that same group. And he did. And now he's had two ACL surgeries. I think it's more capped because you worry about his speed and his explosiveness. But Rodriguez, with the five-tool ability with the potential five tool there's also a chance he never makes it with the swing and miss so it's like high volatility prospect but they haven't had a guy like that and maybe maybe they'll hit you know maybe Emmanuel Rodriguez will hit because they've had higher guys perceived as having higher floors like Kirilov like Larnick you know even like Josh Winder having higher floors but lower upside those guys have either been hurt or not as good as we thought they were going to be. And they have time. You know, it's not over by any means for Kirilov. Kirilov can end up being a great major league hitter. Larnett can end up being a great major league player. Lewis, I think, has a good chance still to be a very good major league player for the Twins. We just haven't seen those high floor prospects pan out as much for the Twins. So I wonder, you know, maybe it's time for one of those high ceiling prospects to hit. And we and they've reached that upside because the floor prospects they haven't even reached their floor and they already didn't have the upside, right? So it's it's kind of a, a dual-edged sword there in some ways. I'm excited about these three, certainly. I think they all three have a chance to be very good major league players. I think you're going to see Lee and Lewis in 2023. Rodriguez is probably further away, maybe the second half of 24. He's 19, age 19 season in low A, but doing what he did is always impressive. And there's a reason he's a top 100 prospect even doing that at low A because he has the tools, he's got the power, he's got the the projectability in his size to be a, a potential impact major league player, like impact player. So we'll see as these lists comes out, as these lists come out, I will continue to analyze them and, and kind of give my take on where guys are at. Seems about right. I mean, those seem like the right spots. And Lewis has been slowly descending over the years with the injuries and 2019 was kind of a disastrous season for him in the minors. But it's still good to see him 
in that range, still in like firmly in the top 75 of prospects because he still has that upside because he has the makeup because he did show up and show out in the majors for the twins. We'll continue to analyze these things. I hope these numbers helped you get a better idea of what's happened here in a horrific September for the twins. They got nine games left. They're going to start a three game series against the white Sox at target field on Tuesday. Then they're going to go to Detroit and they're going to play the tigers over the weekend. And then they're going to Chicago to finish out for three more against the white Sox on the road. So three more games at target field uh, in this season will come to a close. I will say again, this is a tough finish and it's been a tough finish. This has been, this has been brutal to watch in September because they had a legitimate chance here and, and they didn't take it. And we do have a big off season ahead. It's a crucial off season for this front office. It's a crucial off season for everybody involved in the organization. I think because if they go out and do this again next year, that's three straight losing seasons. That's three straight non-playoff seasons. That's seven years of this front office with no playoff wins. And it's a big year. It's a big offseason. They have flexibility to go out and make some real moves to impact this roster. So we have so much coming up. Hang in there. We got nine more games, and I'll be here with a post-game Tuesday. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today. Don't make your second listen the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. We'll talk tomorrow. Go Twins.